you're listening to the Female Social Podcast, a real and raw conversation about life, business, and everything in between. Join your hosts, Jen, 40-something multipreneur juggling motherhood and marriage, and Emily, 20-something brand and web designer, wine enthusiast, and passionate goal chaser as they navigate authentically through their different lenses of life. Thanks for tuning in to the Female Social Podcast and welcome to Monthly Mindset Makeover. Each month, we will get together for an intimate conversation between Emily and I and chat about how we transform our minds to set goals, stay consistent, run successful businesses, all while managing our day-to-day lives. So let's get started. So for this month's monthly mindset makeover, we thought it would be a good idea to talk about goals and resolutions. And you're probably thinking to yourself, why? It's March. But the reason why we thought it would be a good idea to touch base on resolutions is because most of the time as owner, business owners, or even just in your own personal lives, when we set a resolution or a goal at the beginning of the year, come March, We've, dis- we've completely let go of those resolutions and have moved on to something else. And they're in the back of our minds, right, Em? Right. I just want to say, why did we make it monthly mindset makeover? Can we come up with a better tongue twister for us to have to say every month? I don't know, because <laughs> it forces me to talk slow. That's why. <laughs> but yes, I agree. I mean, now it is March and for sure I need to sit back down and reestablish those goals that I set in January. I mean, from people that tried dry January, I was definitely not one of those, but that was not a resolution or a goal that I would have been able to keep up with. Um, But, you know, in business, for me, I think I would rather set goals than resolutions because I know that every time I set a resolution, they fall off and I forget about them. And I never take the time to sit back and say, did I do the things I said I was going to do or did I not? Because a resolution is like starting a habit. You know, you got to keep up with it time and time again for it to actually stick. And that is not my strong suit. Mm -hmm. But for goals, a really big goal for me this year was, um, you know, finances and a goal in my own business that I was going to make a certain amount of money. And I think that a lot of people are always so afraid to talk about money as a goal and, you know, how you're going to get yourself there. And for me, I found that the way I'm going to do it is I wake up every morning and I write my money goal down in a planner and I write, I'm going to make X amount of money. And I also then have systems in place that help me achieve that goal. So I say, okay, if this month I onboarded three new clients at this price, I could put it into my you know, money tracker and say, all right, I'm this much closer to my goal. And now what can I do or what changes can I make to make sure that I'm still on track to achieve it? Um, so that was a really big goal for me. And it's something that I need to revisit and reestablish every month because businesses change and months have different ebbs and flows. And one month you might, 
you know, bring in X amount and the next month you might bring in nothing compared to what the month prior was. Especially in entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. And, you know, so managing my money was definitely a resolution slash goal for 2021. Um, And more so because this is the real first year that I am running my business on my own. Right. And it could be super scary. And I think that's sometimes a lot of the reason why people will set a goal or a resolution. And I think going forward, let's just say goals, because I think like you, I don't think a resolution means anything. Uh, So people set goals at the beginning of the year, uh, but they set goals that are maybe unrealistic or unattainable or outside of their reach or maybe too small of a goal. And then they reach it right away and then they don't set new goals. So I think in this conversation about setting goals and now in March, looking at what we've done is really important because so many times we set a goal and then it falls by the wayside, just like I said, or we reach the goal, just like I said. And now in March, let's take a look and say, okay, where are we at? What are we doing? And I love that you said you do it daily and then monthly and then for the year, because that's for me something that I've learned over the years. And one of the tools that I have in my toolbox, and I actually believe Rachel Hollis speaks to this in one of her books, is that you set a goal, a long-term goal, right? So you really like in one year, where do you want to be? And then break it down backwards, right? So say, okay, every month, what do I need to do to get to the long-term goal? Mm -hmm. Then every week, what do I need to do to get to my monthly goal? And then daily, what do I need to do daily in order to get to my weekly goal? And if you can do that and break it down into small bite-sized pieces, all of a sudden that large goal doesn't seem so unattainable. And typically, like I mentioned before, what happens is that if it's too, too lofty or too high, people give up or quit, but you can really have daily consistent habits that are going to allow you to reach those long-term goals. And like you said, you may have to reevaluate change. It's not always going to look the same every day, right? So sometimes you're going to have, I know in my network marketing business, you know, I can have months where I'm far, I far exceed my goals. And then there's weeks and, and, and months where, you know, things fall short, you know, my business is seasonal. So uh, I think it's important that we take a look at that and really understand that we have to cultivate and, 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 and take care of those goals. They're not, you know, it's not just you write it down on a piece of paper, you post it on your fridge and you call it a day. And one of the other things that I really wanted to talk about when we, when we, when we discussed this episode was if you guys listening or follow us on Babes in Business, you would know that I posted something early in the, in, in January about what is your word? Actually, I posted it in December, I posted it before the new year. I said, what is your word for 2021? Right. And, you know, I had fearless and authentic and I, every single day, think about those two words and how I'm going to show up each and every one of those days, fearless and authentic. Because I believe, I truly believe that if you, and that's why I love that we call this monthly mindset makeover, is that if you pay attention to your, your, your thoughts and you pay attention to the words that you feed your brain, those goals make it easier. If you every day wake up and be like, oh crap, I didn't reach that goal again, or oh, I, I didn't, you know, do XYZ in my business, it's 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 not gonna work, mm-hmm. right? So that's my two cents on thoughts around monthly mindset makeover. Yeah, and I think that. 
mindset is really everything. You know, even with my clients, people come to me and they say, Hey, I want to work with you to design my brand. And everyone's like, Oh yeah. Logo, color palette, fonts. And I'll send them a packet and I'll say, well, it's so much more than that. So before we start working on all of those things, here's a list of questions that you probably didn't ask yourself, but you need to, to be able to create a brand that will make people feel a certain type of way. And it's the same thing with your mind. When I was younger, I you know woke up every day and I was super negative and it led me to a really low point in my life. And one of the books that my parents made me read was The Slight Edge. And never read it. It is amazing. I would recommend it to anyone, even your girls. They're young enough, but they're young, but they're old enough to read it and apply it to their daily lives. And one of my biggest takeaways was five minutes a day. It's five minutes a day. Like you have five minutes to sit on your phone and scroll through Instagram, but why don't you have five minutes to complete a project and send that email? And, you know, or in five minutes, you can change your mind from this day sucks and it's going to be horrible to I'm so blessed. I'm breathing and living and my heart is beating. And I think it's the same thing with goals. Like if you're setting a goal and then feeling discouraged because maybe your goal was to get one new client a month and you're not doing that, you're able to still keep that same goal, but then to look at you and the what you're doing in your day-to-day and then make those small changes. And people don't realize that your mind and how you treat your mind and then talk to yourself and then let it out and then talk to others, like that all helps you achieve your goal. Yeah, it's all connected. It's all connected. So with me writing down my money goal every day, it one – I feel like I'm living it. Like it's reiterated in my head every day. I was never a, I could never just sit there and be a visual learner in school. Like I had to put pen to paper and I'm the same way. I still have like an old pen and paper planner and that's just how it is. I can never just operate from a computer. So um, to write it down and to establish it and put it in my mind and take the five minutes a day to make it a point that I'm going to achieve that goal um, really, really helps. And for anyone listening, if you're like, I've had this goal, let's just say it's to lose 10 pounds, right? And we'll just use that because it's a goal that it's generic. And I feel like most ladies feel like they always are saying, no, I just have to lose 10 pounds. Right. But it's small changes. Like, you know, Jen was saying today, oh, can we meet at a certain time? Because I now have this goal and she's getting on her Peloton every day and she doesn't want to break that habit. And you have to be able to make those small changes in your life to obtain those goals. And if you're just thinking that you're going to sit on the couch and write it down every day, like it's not going to happen. You also need to write it down and then take action. <laughs> it's so true. I love that. And I'm so glad that you used me as your analogy. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I actually can take that even a step further. And this is something that I learned from the incredible Mel Robbins. If you have not read her book, The Five Second Rule, taking five minutes, but then literally breaking it down even further and saying, 
the five seconds could change the course of your life, right? So you're saying, okay, five minutes of your day to like regroup, reorganize and figure it out. But then in those moments where you're feeling stuck, where you're like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and scroll Instagram because I'm going to justify X, Y, Z. I did a lot yesterday. I'm super tired today. My head hurts, you know, whatever the case may be, we all do it, right? But if you can actually in your mind, say to yourself, five, four, three, two, one, switch those thoughts, get up and do the thing. It makes all the world of a difference. I, no joke, apply it to my life probably four to five times a day, four to five times a day. I'm like five, four, (laughs) three, two, one. And I reset my brain and say to myself, okay, get out of the pity party or get out of the shit mood that you're in or get out of the, you know, spiral of comparison or all the things that we do. Because guess what, guys, whether you realize it or not, everyone does it. Everyone has those moments of comparison, of guilt, of frustration, of sadness, of fear. Those are all, those are all emotions that everyone feels, no matter how successful, no matter how many podcasts we listen to or record no matter how many seminars, no matter how many coaches, we all have those thoughts and feelings inside of us, but it's a matter of what we do every single day to push forward and through those things and not ignore them. Because I think that's what a lot of times people think that they have to do is ignore those feelings. You have to recognize those, but you can't sit in them, Yeah, right? You have to recognize them. And actually, as you were talking earlier, I wanted to say, It's the same thing. Like if you, you know, have a goal and then you don't meet it, like it's okay. Recognize and and be aware of everything that happened along the way and be okay with it and then move past it. Yeah. You know, I say all the time to people when in my life, my family, my friends, when they're in a difficult situation, I say, okay, well, you have two choices. (laughs) There's always two choices. You can sit in this and let it continue to stir, or you can make a choice to make a change. Yeah. Right. Those are your two choices. And it's okay if you want to sit and go for it, but just know that the result is going to be as such, right? Whereas if you make the change. And I feel like the if you're one of those people that sit in it, because I was one of those people for a really long time, you know, um, you have to tell yourself, like you have to get angry at yourself and say, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Like you could – Yes, sit in it and sit in it for a little bit, but then there has to be a point where you flip the switch at some point and say, I'm not going to feel sorry for myself anymore. This is uh, literally like drop in the ocean. It's not, there's a million raindrops, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world and get up and move past it. And I feel like that's really hard to do, especially someone who is in my 20s and can get sucked into like, you know, I grew, I grew up with social media. Like I grew up with technology in front of my face all the time. I look on Instagram and I'm like, why is this 14 year old hotter than me? Like, (laughs) why do they look like they're 25 and a supermodel? Like what the hell? And there are days where I could sit and scroll on Instagram with no intention and just scroll and get into this like horrible whirlpool and I come out with anxiety and I'm like, Emily, why did you just allow yourself to do that? And then I need to sit down and say, 
that did not help me achieve any of my goals. So we're not going to do that anymore. And we're going to move on. (laughs) Right. There's this um, Tony Robbins uh, video that actually my friend Diane just posted the other day on her Instagram stories. I'll try to find it. And if anything, I'll post it in the female social podcast uh, Instagram uh, stories and show you guys. But it was a, a, a one of his, you know, seminars, workshops, whatever. And he was talking to this young guy in the stage and in the crowd. And he, uh, the young guy was talking about how he feels like he's a failure and he you know, hasn't met any of the goals that he set. Right. So the circles right back to exactly what we're talking about. And, um, Tony Robbins made a point, like, how old are you? Like you're 23 years old or whatever he was, if he was 24 or whatever. And it was like, dude, do you realize that you're comparing yourself to people who have lived twice as long as you, or you're comparing yourself to a fraction of your life that you have yet to live at such a young age, I think as, and I call you guys millennials, I like, I sound like such an old lady, but I, I think a lot of times young people look at themselves and they get so overwhelmed with having to have immediate success that they have no idea how much life is ahead of them and how much opportunity is available to them. And I think you get paralyzed sometimes because there's so much out there, so many people doing so many things, so much information. And then you're like, well, I'm not a success. I'm a failure. I'm like, but you're 24 years old. You're Mm -hmm. 23 years old. Like you have no idea the potential that's ahead of you. And half the time, like that guy, he was there, he showed up. Mm. And that's like, he was literally sharing a mic with Tony Robbins. Yeah, like, like hello. Yeah, yeah, like you showed up, you know, and I'll never forget going to the first babes event. I went by myself and I was shitting my pants. <laughs> like I was like I said, going through a really hard time at my past job. And I was just like, I'm done. Like I need a goal for 2020 is to say I'm my own business owner. And I said, and I need to go. And when I bought tickets, you know, there's people that were like, oh, I went and you really should go with someone and they make you go into these groups and they're so <laughs> awkward. And I was like, Emily, you have been this outgoing, like full of life person, your like your whole life. I mean, I watch videos of myself, like home videos as a child. And I'm like, where did that person go? You right. know, but I'm slowly finding myself again. And for me to jump and go to that babes event in March was it, it was the start to me meeting me again. Like, if that makes sense, you're going to, she's going to cry, but, but if I didn't jump and say, okay, this is something I have to do to obtain my goals. Like sometimes you have to put yourself in fearful situations or else you're never going to grow. And if I didn't do that, like I wouldn't have met Jen, half the speakers that one, we wouldn't have this podcast and the, you know, the guests that we have on here, I wouldn't have known. And I would have been stuck in the same place that I was last year at this exact time because the event was literally like four weeks from today. Right. You know, so it's really, really crazy. And it was, I reread the slight edge that year. Like I was so stuck. And I said, I'm, let me reread this book. Like it got me out of a hole once, could get me out of a hole again. And it did. So, you know, in closing, why don't we talk about the, uh, uh, like recommendations? So you said the slight edge is like your book, like that's the book. Do you you have have any other book recommendations? 
Um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Oh, I read that book. Yeah, yeah. you read that book. That's yeah. a really good one, especially if you're in your head a lot. That's a great one. For sure. Um, I'm honestly not like a huge book reader. I If I do read, I'll listen. Like I like to listen to audiobooks right. more than read them. So half the time I'm re- listening to like four at a time and I don't really know what ones I'm listening to. But I would say – the slight edge is number one. Cool. What about you? Oh gosh, I have a lot. So um, the actually the subtle art of not giving a fuck was was for sure a really great read, and it's easy. It's like a very quick read. I read it on like a weekend. Uh, but uh, I was a huge fan of Rachel Hollis when I first started out. So if you're someone who's like first starting out in business and needs something just super relatable and super easy and not too complex. Uh, for sure, I think Rachel Hollis is a great recommendation. So any of her books. I've read um, her books. Girl, They're really good. Yeah, all of those. Um, Jen Sincero is another really incredible author that I love. Um, she's the one that write, that wrote You Are a Badass and You Are a Badass at Making Money. So if you want to tie it into financial goals, that's another really great book to read. Another one that just popped into my head is um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Great. Yes. And... One other one, because I'm going to forget. I read it. I don't know the name, but I will find it and post it on the Instagram. I read it in my international business class, and it's all about um, all about Disney and the slight things that Disney does every single night to make the experience magical. Love it. It was one of the best books I've ever read. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like to read that. I'll Rich post Dad, Poor Dad is like the uh, opposite of an easy read. <laughs> However, it's a required read. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's something to be said too. Like you have to find the books that work for you. Uh, the Energy Bus, you need to read The Energy Bus. And they have it on Audible, so you can listen to it on Audible. One of my all-time favorite books, my friend Joanna recommended it to me, and I read it over and over again, Mel Robbins' Five Second Rule. And I'm currently listening to Marie Forleo's Everything is Figure Outable. So that's where I'm at right now. Very nice. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you guys have any goals that you want to share with us or any topics that you want to hear on our monthly mindset makeovers, uh, you can hit us up on our DMs on at the Female Social Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you could hop into our email, uh, hello at thefemalesocial.com, or on our personal Instagrams, Jen is able to be found at Jen underscore Fasano or Babes in Business Long Island. And you can find me at Emily Fitzgibbon. Love it. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to the Female Social Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. For all things the Female Social, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Female Social Podcast. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. We love connecting with more babes. See you next week.